There is who you are. Oh, there is who you were. There is who you were. We make a, we make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. There is who you are. Yadadadabusha yadababu. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, lift up your voice. Oh, he's a waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, we make a miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, he's a way maker. Why don't you just lift up your voice uh, and speak to the way maker? Miracle worker is a way. He himself is a way. He's not just a way maker, he is the way. Oh, come on, speak to him. As you speak into the month of April, we decree and declare the month is open. The month where we enforce the forces of eternal redemption, of eternal life. We are not of them that faint. We are not of them that give up. We are not of them that are weak. We are not of them that, 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 that are weak. We are not of them that have no faith. Come on, prophesy into the month of April. Declare the month of April that you will walk in life. You will not walk in death. You will walk in life. You will walk in eternal life. Zoe will manifest himself in you. The life of God will manifest in you. The life of God will come forth from your inner man. The life of God, the wellspring of life will come from your inner man. He called forth light out of darkness. Therefore, you can speak light into every dark situation now. Into your finances, into your life, into your destiny. We command eternal life. Oh, eternal life has its place in our life. We are the home of eternal life. We walk as the eternal beings. We walk as the classified God kind. We walk as the God kind. 
are associates of the God Therefore, we carry eternal life at work in us. John said, That which we have heard, that which we have seen, that which we have handled of the word of life, that is that which we declare unto you. That your fellowship will be with the Father and with the Son. Oh, we are thanking God tonight for the opportunity to have fellowship with the Father and with the Son through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Blessed Holy Ghost, we thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, blessed Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We declare the month of April open. Amen. Our month of enforcing. Amen. Enforcing the forces of eternal life. We declare this month open. Amen. And you will enjoy eternal life this month. Amen. You will enjoy the benefits of eternal life this month. Amen. You will enjoy the goodness of life this month. Amen. You will not enjoy, you don't have a covenant with death, you have a covenant with life. Yes. Therefore, walk in life. Amen. In this year of life and light, Amen. you will shine as a light in the darkest Amen. moment and you will enjoy eternal life. Amen. Blessed Holy Ghost, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. No night desire, there is no, no night there. Oh, hallelujah, there is no night there. Jesus is alive, and we need no other light. Hallelujah, there is no night there. Zion, there is no night there. Oh, hallelujah, there is no night there. Oh, Jesus is our light, and we need no other light. Hallelujah, there is no night there. No night there, Zion, there is no night there. Oh, hallelujah, there is no Oh, Jesus is our light, and we need no other light. Hallelujah, there is no night day. Oh, for the last time, no night desire, there is no night day. Sing it. Hallelujah, there is no night day. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. Father, Spirit divine, we ask that you will inundate the word. Rest upon the word. Let the words that come out of my mouth not be the words of a man, but the words of an oracle. Let that God, your word, proceed forth with clarity and simplicity. Let your word bring healing to as many that are sick. Let your word, O oh God, bring direction. Let your word bring clarity. Let your word bring hope. This evening, I speak. 
speak over the airwaves, over the atmosphere. I ask, oh God, that the angelic forces of heaven will carry these words to the nooks and crannies, to everywhere, anybody that will hear now and those that will hear after, that the word will minister life to you in Jesus' name. Receive life. I say receive life. I say receive life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the month of April. You can take your seats if you're home this evening and join the word with me. This evening we will delve into the word. And I'm trusting God that God will visit you. Praise the Lord. I'm trusting God that God will visit you. That God will visit you with his word. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. The verse number one. The scripture says. Now faith is a substance of things hopeful. And tonight we're looking at the force of righteousness. The force of righteousness. We're looking at the forces of eternal life. And one of the forces of eternal life is righteousness. Now faith is a substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, or the aeons, the ages were framed. They were, re- they were calibrated. They were formed to function by the word of God. So the word of God created, framed the worlds, and the word of God sustains the worlds. Hallelujah. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, that if you walk by faith, you engage from the realm of the spirit, not from the realm of the natural, but from the realm of the spirit to produce what we see in the physical. It says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Somebody say righteous. He obtained witness that he was righteous. His work of faith was declared as righteousness. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. When you walk in righteousness, your life speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony. All of them had testimony. So faith speaks. Faith speaks. Praise the Lord. Faith speaks. By faith and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. He speaketh. He was able to defeat them by faith. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So there is what is called the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham. When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned 
in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. This all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is unheavenly. They desire a heavenly country, which we are part of. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And that city is Zion. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. He that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. From whence also he raised him in a figure. Isaac was a figure of that which was to come. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying Blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments. And then we read on and read on and then we find in verse 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was come of age. Then the scripture goes on, way down, and then talk about certain people. And verse 31, it says, By faith, the harlot Rahab, Perish not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. Verse 32, and what shall I more say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, Quench the violence of fire. By faith you will quench coronavirus. Hallelujah. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fight. Tend to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Praise the Lord. Wow. As I read all this to point you to the fact that you can't enjoy eternal life without faith. Praise God. And that we, we also saw in that scripture it says there is faith that cometh through what? Righteousness. The righteousness that comes by faith. So righteousness cannot be engaged without faith. Hence the theme for the month. Hence the theme for the month. Hence the theme for the month. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. 
wherewith thou art also art called and has professed a good profession. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. We have already studied about eternal life. We found out last month that eternal life is knowing God as father and also knowing Jesus whom he has sent. Seeing Jesus as the Lord of your life. The Bible says then the same life that was in the son becomes your very life. The same life that was in the son becomes what? Your very life. Hallelujah. But this will not happen without you being declared righteous. You are only declared a son after you have been made righteous. So sonship is not attainable without you being declared righteous. And we shall look at that tonight as we go through the scriptures bit by bit. And I'm going to drop some few new things on you. And I trust God that your spirit man will be open to accept them. The force of righteousness. So what then is righteousness? Righteousness is the ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt, of inferiority. Without any sense of what? Guilt, nor inferiority. Wow. Another way by looking at righteousness, righteousness in the Greek is the Greek word daikosuni. Daikosuni means that which denotes the state of him who is as he ought to be. In other words, righteousness is to be in the best of states. Righteousness is ultimately supposed to culminate in instructions. Righteousness is to be what? The best of states. In other words, if the thing falls short of the best of states, it is not righteousness. Now, how then do we participate in this righteousness? We can only participate, man can only participate in God's righteous nature by means of the finished work of Christ. By means of what? The finished work of God in Christ. So you participate in God's nature of righteousness by means of what? His finished work. Hallelujah. Our work of faith can never be complete, can never be sustained. Your maturity in Christ will have problems if you don't understand righteousness. And righteousness is a big topic. It's a big topic. Now, righteousness, as postulated by most theologians, simply ends at the point where we talk about having no sense of guilt or condemnation before God. But there are various dimensions of righteousness. And this evening, we'll try to start it, and then we'll move on from there. And then see how far we go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I want to start with Romans chapter number 5. The verse number 12. The scripture says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, 
sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift for if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. And the word justification also simply means to be declared not guilty or to be declared justified. Hallelujah. So for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, they... So one man brought the offense, then many partook of that offense. Then he says, one man is bringing justification. Much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life or in eternal life by one Jesus Christ. Shall reign in this life by who? Jesus Christ. Shall reign in this life. Therefore, verse 18... As by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift, which is the gift of what? Eternal life. The free gift came upon all, all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So we see that righteousness is not based on what you do. Righteousness is not based on what you do. It's not based on your actions. It's based on you being made on another's account. Praise God. Well, that's it. Let's begin with Hebrews chapter 5, the verse number 12 to 14. Hebrews chapter 5, the verse number 12 to 14. It says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat, verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful, in the word of righteousness. So the scriptures or the word is even called the word of righteousness. It says there is a man that is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. So he's defining the state of the man that does not walk in righteousness consciousness. He's called what? A babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age. Even those who by reason of use or by reason of discernment or by reason of judgment have their senses or their spiritual senses exercised to be able to judge or discern both good and evil. Take note of that scripture that says what? To discern both good and evil. The scripture did not say to discern between good and evil. Or evil. It says to discern both good and evil. The reason is that righteousness is not 
good is not the opposite of evil. And righteousness is not deciding between good and evil. Good and evil comes from the same tree. Genesis chapter, chapter 3. So understanding righteousness will help you to mature. Maturity is needed to walk in righteousness consciousness. Hebrews, um, what did I say there? I, I said um, Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1, please. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Take note, every tree there has fruits. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse 3 says, Lest ye what? Die. And the serpent, go, go back to verse 3. But of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Hallelujah. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God does, does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Knowing good and evil. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7. And the, the, the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God in the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So take note, they hid themselves from what? The presence of the Lord God. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They hid themselves from what? The presence. Verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto, unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree which whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Which tree did he command them not to eat? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So good and evil comes from the same tree. So good and evil will produce the same fruits. Every tree in the garden produces fruits. The tree of life produces life. The fruit is life. It produces life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil has fruits. Both good and evil will produce the same fruit. What was the fruit? Death. The day you eat of it, you shall surely die. 
So righteousness is not discerning between. That's why the scripture says, knowing, being able to walk in righteousness is the ability to discern good and evil, not between good and evil. So righteousness is not discerning between right and wrong. Righteousness is the nature and is the nature of God. Hallelujah. Is the nature of God or is the very life of God. When God created Adam and Eve in the garden, God told them of every tree you may freely eat, including the tree of life, which, of course, if they had eaten, they would have God's original plan was for them to first eat of the tree of life so that they will have immortality in them or life in them or eternal life in them. So the life force of God, which is the Zoe of God, which is the eternal life of God, was in man. Sorry, was in God. And God was expected that was expecting that when they eat of the tree of life, the life force of God in that tree will make them to become perfect. Will make them complete and perfect. The man was created perfect but was not complete. Remember I taught you that before. But when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit of that tree came out. And the fruit of that tree is what? Death. So you can do good and it will produce death. You can do evil and it will also produce death. Both of them produce the same fruit. The only tree that produces life or gives eternal life is the tree of life. And the tree of life, you can only partake of that nature of God, the life of God, through the, via the vehicle of what? Righteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can only participate true righteousness now if a man is born again you are born of god and so because you are born of god the seed of god is implanted in you first peter chapter 1 verse 23 first peter 1 23 So when you are born of God, you receive the very life of God. It's called the Zoe of God or the eternal life of God. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the seed of God, which is also called in the Greek, the sperma of God, which is the life of God, the DNA of God, the very life of God, is transported into your spirit man. Your DNA has changed from a natural man to become what? A spirit man. You have the DNA of God. And so your spirit man is transplanted. That's why the scripture says, any man that is born of God, he is the same spirit with the Lord. Which means that your spirit man has been intermingled with the Holy Ghost. What does this mean? That means that you have the very life of God in you. So when you are born again, you have the eternal life of God in you. But God expects that this seed of God that is in you will grow, will mature. The eternal life of God matures in a man. And it matures through knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. 
So by means of growth, you begin to express, eternal life finds expression in you at various dimensions as you mature and as you grow. That is why the earlier scripture we read says that when you are unskillful in the word of righteousness, you are called a babe. You are called a babe. In other words, a nephew, a child. A child. A child. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. So, for you to walk in righteousness, one of the first things you must pay attention to, before I even talk about righteousness tonight, is you must pay attention to your growth. Many believers are not growing. Many are stunted. Many have, 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 have problem with their growth. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2 says, As newborn babes, and the word newborn babes there, the word babes here is the word nephos. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Nephos simply means a very young baby, a, a baby that is born, fully formed human, but cannot, it's not in charge of its faculties. So cannot reason as a mature person. So nephos would look, would they have to, the mother have to position the breast milk to his mouth for him to be able to what? To drink. If the breast milk is not there, after some time he begins to now find where the breast milk is. So for this nephos or this child to grow naturally, he has to drink breast milk. Now the scripture says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So there are various levels of growth. You need to grow. Every believer must give attention to their rate of growth. This you must put diligence to. Hallelujah. You must put what? Diligence to. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. So we must grow. The growth of a believer is a lifelong progression. It's a lifelong walk. It is not a one-time experience. The fact that you became born again does not mean that then you already have attained growth. No. You must grow. The scripture says in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen. Grace is also one of the forces of eternal life. And the scripture says grow in grace. The more you grow in grace, the more eternal life begins to find expression in you. You have received the full life of God, but the full life of God cannot find expression in you unless you grow. And you grow in these forces. You grow in righteousness. You grow in grace. This is how you begin to enjoy. You grow in the knowledge of righteousness. I beg your pardon. This is how you begin to enjoy the forces of eternal life. So there are various phases or various stages for every believer to mature or grow. And these are the phases. Number one, there are a few Greek words that are used. The first word I want to talk about is technon. The word technon. Technon is a newly born believer. T-E-K-N-O-N. Technon. A technon is a newly born believer. Number two, we have piadon. Piadon is P-I-A-D-I-O-N. That is one who is growing. One who is growing. 
Then we have Nepios. N-E-P-I-O-S. Nepios is one that even though it's a fully grown adult, behaves like a child, thinks like a child, talks like a child. And the way you know the rate or the stage of growth of a believer is in their talk. Their speech. Then we have Hios. H-U-I-O-S. A Hios is one who has matured to sonship. Hios. Then we have another stage of growth. Pater. P-A-T-E-R. Somebody that have matured to fatherhood. So you can attain fatherhood. Then we have the fifth one, Abba. Abba. The Jews will always call their dad Abba. Abba is a genetic father or a progenitor of a home or race. So for example, Father Abraham is an Abba. The reason is because he's the progenitor of the Hebrew race and the Jewish race. He's the progenitor, the father. So when they are talking about it, talk about our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are fathers. They are Abbas. Why? Because they are progenitors. They carry the DNA of a race in them. A technon. So a technon is one who is newly born i.e. biologically but is immature both in body and mind. First John chapter 2 from verse 1. A technon is one who is newly born as biologically and but consequently is immature both in body and mind. It says my little children this things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Now, last week we talked about that the seed in the believer will make this believer not to sin. And somebody will say, okay, but this one says that ye sin not. So this could be a contradiction of that scripture. No, 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 no. Now, John was addressing different classes of of people. And this one, he's talking about little children. The word little children here is nephews. Nephews. In other words, to one who, though he is mature in body, his mind is still yet to mature. So he says that this man that is in Christ he calls him a little child, a nephews. This person is different from a technon. A technon is fully developed bodily. It's, it's, it's born biologically, I beg your pardon, but it's immature both in body and in mind. That's a technon. So baby is born fresh, biologically born as a child. He can take your name, but he is immature. But a technon is somebody fully, fully grown, but his senses... He's, he's not able to discern. He's not able to, to, to discern or make judgment. And the, to make judgment, you can only make judgment which is righteous. Jesus said one time 
that make righteous judgment. So your understanding of righteousness is very important. And that is why I had to differentiate between good and evil and righteousness. Good and evil is not the same as righteousness. Praise the Lord. Good and evil comes from the same tree. And the tree is, it produces one fruit. And the fruit is what? Death. So you can have a good action, but will produce death if it doesn't produce life. And I'm speaking. So Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13. So he speaks to children here. And he says that if you sin. So children because they are immature in their mind will always sin. So he says that because these are immature believers. They will always sin. So he says this are right unto you to instruct you. I told you earlier on that to walk in righteousness, righteousness will eventually culminate in instruction that you sin not. It says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. So righteousness is a word or a doctrine that must be taught and people must become skillful in it. If you are still struggling with the use of righteousness, the scripture says that you are what? You are a babe. You are a nepius. You are a babe. You are a child. You are a child. So we have used, we have the babe, which is not a technon, but what? Nepius. One who should have at this level become a son. He says, at this level, you should have become sons, but you are still being taught the elementary principles. A son is a use. That is somebody that has been given what? Right to act on behalf of the father. A pater. But still behaves like a piedon. Or worse, a technon. A piedon, I've already explained to you, is somebody who is what? Growing. So you are still behaving like somebody who is growing when you are supposed to grow. So your advancement from one level of growth to another is dependent on number one, commitment. Number two, abandonment. And number three, dedication to the word of God. You must commit yourself. You must abandon yourself. And you must dedicate yourself to the word of God. First Timothy chapter 4, 13 and 15. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 and 15. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 and 15. Till I come, it says, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Till I come, give attendance to what? To reading. To exhortation and to doctrine. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation and to doctrine. You want to grow, you must learn to read. Study the scriptures. You must learn to give attendance to exhortation. Hear the word. Create a habit, a pattern of hearing the word. And also to doctrine. Be, 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 be able to taught the sound word. The word of God, desire the word, not motivational speaking. Motivation will not cause you to grow. You will still be a piadon or even a technon. 
Verse 15. Then it says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, so that your profiting may appear to how many? To all. There is a profiting that appears to all, but this will come only if you give yourself to what? To meditation. To meditation. To meditation. To give yourself wholly. Meditation means you come to that place where distractions are removed and you give yourself wholly to the word of God. And when, how do you do this? You do this by exercising your senses. There are spiritual senses. The sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the sense of smell, the sense of taste. And it first starts with the sense of taste. You must be able to taste spiritually. What do I mean? That is what we read earlier on. Hebrews chapter 5, 13 to 14. Let's, let's read that again. Maybe I'll stop here and take questions. If I overload you tonight, there will be a problem. It says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is what? A babe. Verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. So there are people that have matured. They are called full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Can you give us this version in the TLB? The Living Bible. You don't have the Living Bible? Yeah, NLT. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. This is not actually interpreting this correctly. Um, give me in maybe and maybe NIV or one of them. But the King James gets it more correctly. So good and evil, we said earlier on, have the same roots. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good, not good from evil, good and evil. Good and evil, not good from evil, but to dis, to distinguish good and evil. It says, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. Genesis 3, 22. We read that earlier, but let's read it again. God said, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Not good from evil. 
good and evil. And now, least he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life. In other words, from this scripture, the order was supposed to be the other way. The man was supposed to first eat of the tree of life, have eternal life in him, immortality in him, before he could even taste good and evil forever. But God said, don't even touch it. So if he had eaten eternal life before he went for that tree, he wouldn't have made any, he wouldn't have had any effect on him because he, had, he would have gained immortality. But the man has now become like one of us. That means he is now in the God kind and knows good and evil. In other words, he has the ability now to discern good and evil. So it takes understanding of righteousness to comprehend this, to understand good and evil. So what we are saying here is that you must be able to discern, to walk in righteousness means you must be able to discern good and evil. Not discern between good and evil, but discern good and evil. Good and evil are not opposite, but the same. Because they come from what? The same tree. Good and evil comes from the same tree. And they produce the same fruit. What fruit do they produce? Death. They produce death. So God's wisdom was for man to live in the realm of life and to master it. He wanted man to walk in the realm of life and master it. That is what we call eternal life. This is what he placed now in his son. That whosoever receives him would have eternal life. So, but this cannot be possible unless you have received the gift of righteousness. So, righteousness does not relate to good things and unrighteousness to bad things. No, no, no. Righteousness does not what? Relate to good things and unrighteousness to what? To bad things. Very, very important. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. Um, if you have the RSV or ASV, very important. Give me that one. RSV or ASV. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For in one spirit, were we all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether bond or free, and were all made to drink of one spirit. We're all made to drink of what? One spirit. We're made to drink of one spirit. So God's wisdom is that we will drink of the spirit will drink of the spirit of life. One spirit. For everyone that uses milk, we saw earlier on, is unskillful. The word unskillful there is the same as he is canal. He is unskillful in the word of what? Righteousness, for he is a babe. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4.
when Christ, who is our life. So Colossians 3, 4 now is telling us who our life is. Our life is who? Christ. So when you got born again, when you receive eternal life, you actually received the life of Christ in you. It says, shall be manifest. Then shall we also with him be manifested in glory. It is this same eternal life that we will manifest when Christ appears the second time. So our, when Christ appears, hallelujah, or in our second coming with, with, with him. So when he appears, we have the same life or the same Zoe in him that is in us. Now, what does this do? Very, very important. This life of God in us makes us complete. Makes us perfect. So the scripture says we have been created perfect in him. We have been created complete in him. We have been created unblameable. Without blame in Christ. So the new man in Christ, however, has the life of God within him. Existing in him as Christ himself. What that simply means is that our judgment of things will not be of the flesh. When he says to descend, to descend good and evil, it means that we will not operate by the senses. We will not operate by what will bring death, but we will operate by what will bring life. And that is the spirit. Hallelujah. So our judgment or our discernment of things is not from the flesh. Or how good or bad things do appear. We look on Christ in our hearts, not on the surface. So by discerning things, we discern things not because they are good or they are bad. We discern things by virtue of Christ who is our life in us. The direction of the spirit of God in us is what causes what we do to become right. That is why righteousness is the perfectness of God. The, the rightness of God. So anything God calls right becomes right. I'll give you an example in a moment. John chapter 7 verse 24. So we don't judge by virtue of what we see. Or what we, we, we see around. So oh, we see something and it looks like it is bad. And so based on that we say no this is not right. This is evil. No. We judge righteous judgment. Now, the scripture says in John 7, 24, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. What is called righteous judgment? It means Christ, who is our life inside us, who has become our righteousness, we judge by virtue of the direction and the details of the spirit, not by the flesh. That's what the scripture says, that to discern good and evil, not between good and evil, but to discern good and evil. Because you can do good things and they may not be righteous. You can do bad things and they may be righteous. An example, Rahab. I read for you Hebrews 11 when we started. Rahab was a prostitute. Everybody else on the surface will say Rahab is a prostitute. Rahab is unrighteous. But she did something. She received the spice in peace. Now, when she received the spice, she was doing something that was against her nation. 
But God called it a righteous, God called it what? A righteous judgment. God saw what Rahab did, Rahab the prostitute, and put Rahab in the hall of fame of faith. And God calls it what? Righteous. You and I would have said that is unrighteous. But that is why we discern by the spirit of Christ, not between good and evil. Discerning between good and evil is not righteousness. We discern good and evil. Tamar, another example. Tamar slept in Genesis 38. Tamar slept with the father-in-law and produced Judah and, 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 and produced a child. Now, by virtue of what she did, Tamar should not have produced a child. But out of that act of incest, so to speak, Jesus came out of. And God puts the genealogy of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1 verse 3. And Judas begat Phares and Zarah of Tamar. And Phares begat Esrom, and Esrom begat Aram. If you read on. And Aram begat Abinadab, and Abinadab begat Nassam, and Nassam begat Salmon. Five. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And Solomon begat Reboam, and Reboam begat Abia, and Abia begat Asa. And Asa begat Josaphat, and Josaphat begat Jerom, and Jerom begat Ozias. And Ozias begat Jotham, and Jotham begat Achas, and Achas begat Echesias. And Echesias begat Manasses, and Manasses begat Ammon, and Ammon begat Josias. And Josias begat Jeconias and his brethren about time they were carried away to Babylon. 12. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salatiel and Salatiel begat Zerubbabel. But we see that in that genealogy, Judah came out. In that genealogy, that's where Jesus came from, the tribe of Judah. Why? Because of Tamar, the product of incest. But God called that and chronicled it faithful. Because anything that advances God's cause, God will cause, call righteous. Even though man may determine it to be unrighteous. Let's look at 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles chapter 25 verse 2. So all I'm trying to say tonight is that right action is not the same as righteousness. Neither is wrong action the same as righteousness. Righteousness is not an action. Righteousness is the nature of God in man that promulgates the interest of God. That promotes God's interest on the earth. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. But not with a perfect heart. Wow. He did a good thing in the sight of the Lord, but not with what? 
a perfect heart. So, as a believer, good and evil should not be your focal point as a believer, but life. Somebody say life. Yeah. Anything that brings life is righteousness. First John 5, 16. We'll read that quickly and then, and then Romans 14, 4, and then we bring our submission to a close tonight. So, first John chapter 5, verse 16 says, if any man sees his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not see that he shall pray for it. Now, this scripture is simply saying, there is a sin unto death. The sin unto death is simply sin unto eternal death. That is the man that has rejected and has become apostate, has rejected Christ. It's called sin unto death. But it says, if you see another man that is, he is sinning, what he's doing is sin, but it's not unto death, will not cause the man to die eternally. He says, pray for that man. He says, if any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them. So, whereas you are praying, life is being extended to you. So, instead of opening your mouth to condemn, pray that life will be ministered. At least the person is not out of Christ. He's in Christ. Romans 14 verse 4. Who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. God has the ability to make any man that he has called to fulfill his agenda to stand. So the scripture says, who are you that judgeth? In other words, when you are a believer, you're walking in righteousness is not judging between right and wrong. It is not an action. Righteousness is God's nature that is imparted to you that causes you to live right or do right. And so it's a force that enforces eternal life. And so when the righteousness of God is at work in your life, it causes you to minister life. Anything you do, even though it may be good, if it doesn't minister life, it's death. That's why even with our offering. The scripture talks about that we should give in Galatians. It talks about offerings that bring life. There are fruits of righteousness. Our offerings are fruits are called what? The fruits of righteousness. And what is the fruit of righteousness? Life. So everything that does not the opposite of good and evil is life. That is what we see in the garden. He says, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But eat of the tree of life. So righteousness is life ministered to a man. You are made righteous when the life of God is ministered to you. Now open the lines for questions. I open the line for questions now. If you have questions and you are on... On, on YouTube at the moment and you want to ask any question, please feel free to ask your questions now. So the force of righteousness is the impartation of the spirit of life or the spirit of God that is imparted into your spirit at new birth that causes you to walk in God's righteousness. 
or to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a gift. It's called the gift of righteousness. This is what causes us to reign. Hallelujah. 